Hello world, welcome to the Laid Off Lounge. With more people than ever facing unemployment challenges, we wanted to make a place where people can come together to tell their story, have a cocktail, and let it go. Carol McCarty and Billy Jack Snelson are joined by guests across all walks to discuss their experiences with the unemployment crisis. Yo, yo, yo! <laughs> you recording it? Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even think we need an introduction, Billy Jack, which is fucking now we're good. Yeah. Yeah! All right, what's up? Oh my God, dude. Sick, 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 sick. So I just spilled my entire shot of tequila on my second computer and oh had God. a complete fucking meltdown, running around, Christina, get the blow dryer, get the blow dryer, shaking it upside down and I'm like, anyway. Today in the late afternoon, we have my good friend, Scott Bear from Brooklyn. Scott and I met back in 09 where I worked with his baby mama, Lauren, it'll he owns a small business called Total Metal Resources in Brooklyn and also runs a metal shop fantasy camp from there. Scott is here today to talk to us a little bit more about how he's dealing with a lack of work at TMR and metal shop fantasy camp due to the stay at home mandate put into effect on March 13th in New York City. Cheers, Scott. It's so great to have you Welcome on the Laid Off Lounge. Cheers. Taking a little too hard at ale. Cheers, Billy Jack. Awesome, awesome. Uh, this is my co-host, Billy Jack. Billy Jack meets Scott, awesome, the Scott. man. Nice hey, man, you. how you doing? Super good. You nice know, to meet you. I'm, I'm unemployed and whatnot. Um, mostly good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, Scott, thank you so much for being on LOL. Why don't you just give us, you know, just a real short, sweet. A little background about your business. Okay. Well, first off, I'm super excited to be on the Laid Off Lounge. Like, what a great honor at this time of coronavirus, COVID-19. A little background, um, I went to the Atlanta College of Art and studied sculpture and design. Ended up in New York around 1998, and I've been here doing custom metalwork of various, various kinds ever since. So, um, yeah, it's ironic because we celebrated our 11th year in business uh, last year. Uh, we had a big party on the floating barge out in, in the East River near Transmitter Park. Over there where they shoot all Ray Donovan, all those kind of things. We do custom architectural work, done a lot of hotels, restaurants, that kind of thing, like really, you know, high-end custom metal work, as well as Metal Shop Fantasy Camp, where, you know, we teach people how to weld in short form classes. Cool. Talk to us a little bit, Scott, how, I mean, I know you have you've got the two businesses that you're working out of there. Talk to me a little bit about how this pandemic and the unemployment crises has affected TMR with, do you have work coming in? Would you pause all work um, when the mandate came, leave town? I think you're our first New Yorker we've talked to. Yeah, I mean, last year things like started slowing down, you know, around I'd say August, September maybe. And then I, I had about 15 people working for me and I laid off about half of those. So I was down to seven people, you know, at the beginning of January Okay. on Friday, the 13th of all days of March, oh, you know, that's right. we made the decision to pull the kids out of school. We didn't let the kids go to school that Thursday or Friday. 
And I was just like, why haven't they closed the schools yet? And I went ahead and closed the shop a week early before they mandated everything. And I was like, listen, guys, this is, you know, whatever's happening in Italy, it's coming for us. So I was like, you're fired. Everybody's fired. So I let everybody go. Fortunately, that was a good move because, you know, everybody was able to get on unemployment insurance plus their benefit that was working here. So all my people got taken care of, you know, before the big rush of everybody filing for unemployment happened. Oh, that's great. That's great. Awesome. Were you able to, like, being on the other side of that whole thing as a small business owner, what did you have to do to, to, to make sure that your people were covered and had a, a benefit? Like, we haven't talked to anybody who's been on the business owner side about that. I just, I just, I just told, I just, you know, I told it, I just let everybody go on, yeah. you know, that, that Friday and everything else just kind of worked out as cool. far as that goes. I, I don't know how, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody, most everybody has their, I think only one person that was working here, just, he's okay. He didn't want to file for unemployment. So God knows how much money my company's going to owe in unemployment lost wages or whatever they call it. Yeah. So the government was it cars or 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 what is it the the, the the act was the first round and then then there's been another one that's been really so yeah so is there any government aid then scott that you can tap into to help pay for some of this unemployment claims or do you not know what's happening with that in new york no i mean all that got gobbled up by yeah you know all these like supposed small businesses that are giant corporations that are you know, I mean, thank God that like, you know, I think Ruth's Chris didn't they give the money back and Steak Shake Shack gave the money back. But, you know, there's some some hotelier that's like a bazillion dollar company and, you know, he, he's keeping the money that they got. So it's like whoever's a small business like me, that's this, this, there's no support for him, you know, going through the banks, the SBA, yeah, all that. It's like, so we're still waiting. We're still the, waiting. The funds are gone by the time you hear about it. Yeah. It's like, what happened. Exactly. Tell us a little bit about the Metal Shop Fantasy Camp that you started two years ago. No, we st I started that in 2013. Oh, wow. Okay. So we've been doing it like seven years. Now there's all kinds of people, you know, trying to do it, but we do it the best. Did you have any classes set that you had to either postpone or push out or how did you deal or how are you dealing with, with that right now? Are you offering online experiences? <laughs> well, I, it, well, let me start with what we did. Well, first, first we canceled all the classes like you know, Lauren was out of town. I said to her, she was coming back that Wednesday and I canceled a group of high school kids that were supposed to come in Thursday, which was the day before I closed the shop. And I called the lady that had organized and I was like, I don't think you should come. I think we should cancel this. And she was like, oh, why do you think? I'm like, look what's happened in Italy. Like, yeah, you know, I, I don't think it's safe for anybody, your kids or yourself for them to all come in my shop. So that was the first thing that we canceled. And I told Lauren, and then she canceled, you know, we canceled out like two weeks worth of classes. And then, you know, as everything just kept ramping up with, you know, the, the cases of Corona, we, we canceled more and more classes just gradually. I guess the next thing, because I do know that you did take the kids out of school. Lauren got back from Florida Wednesday and obviously really scary being in New York, right? You packed up the kids. Lauren jumped in the car and, and drove north? 
Yeah, our friends, you know, we I had already like started grabbing sleeping bags and food and, and things like that because it just wasn't clear what was going to happen. Right. Uh, and so we were pretty much packed. And then when Mayor de Blasio said on Saturday, like, you know, shelter in place, I was like, all right, let's go. Lauren was like, well, where are we going to go? And we already had some plans laid out. And I was like, I don't know. Let's just finish getting our stuff together. And so we got a call from our friends up at Stubborn Girl Farms. And they were like, hey, you want to come up? And we were like, yes. So we went up there and we stayed for three weeks, feeding pigs, driving tractors, digging holes, uh, and eating really good. We ate really well up there. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. And so you came back after three weeks. What was it like coming back into, into Brooklyn and New York, even three weeks? Because like you said, you were a week ahead of it. Still yeah. pretty intense. It was scary. You know, like it really felt like the beginning of the end of the world. I would joke around and I say like, this feels like the season before this, the first season of Walking Dead, yeah. you know, just how everything was going on. So coming back into New York, it was, it was so empty and all you heard was sirens. Like, thank God the sirens have stopped. But, you know, for mm. a while there, it was just like, every time you walked outside, you just heard sirens in every direction. Mm. So, but, you know, I did see that people, some people were actually wearing masks and people were like staying in. So it was just completely like a ghost town coming into New York. So that was, that was pretty unsettling. Right, so you've been back three weeks now, right? Maybe four weeks, I, I'm not sure. I've lost track of time without looking at a calendar. It's, it's. What are you doing to, to fill your time? I know I follow you on Instagram and, and, and saw a couple of awesome posts. Um, I know you accidentally drove your company van through the garage door. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that. And, and... <laughs> yeah, I, I was just, you know, when you're all of a sudden, you know, all of us, I mean, I have a business, so I'm not technically laid off but I have a business and all of a sudden there's no work there's no revenue like I haven't had any revenue in two months like and my nut is expensive you know between the shop and the insurance and all that stuff so yeah I was like what am I going to do I was like well maybe I can shoot some videos you know I've always wanted to do that so you know I planned on shooting videos and that was the first thing that happened I was backing up to unload the van from some of the stuff that we brought back at my studio and I just I hit the top of it and dented it in and uh, I was like all right I guess I'm gonna film this <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, that's what I shot so I had already bought one of those little like cheap gorilla stands to like stick your iPhone on and I love it uh, it's so it's so entertaining so but I mean that's the that's the I mean, I guess that's the great thing, but it's just like, here I am now, I'm making videos and I'm not super professional, but, but, but it, I, I find it to be like a good creative outlet with, you know, what I'm dealing with and I can let a, you know, if I can make somebody laugh while I'm doing something, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to ask, like, I mean, so that, that's cool that you've got these other creative projects to like focus on. And that's, that, I mean, obviously Carol and I are doing same kind of thing, like focusing on some other things to sort of have that creative outlet. What about um, time with your family or kids? Or, or is there, how are oh, you guys? I lost him. He's gone. <laughs> Bye. I think you scared him Bye. with that question. Bye. Oh shit, where'd he go? I got nada. Oh, oh, I just got a text from him. Hold on, laptop. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do.
<laughs> oh my God, Scott's computer's booting up still. He's texting me. Sorry, it's waiting to boot. Did all good. It's all good. We've got tequila. Well, I'm gonna. I gotta go get another tequila. Oh my god. Well, that'll be number three. Oh. No, I didn't get to. I had one tiny yeah. sip of number one, Billy. So I don't very often do anything, but uh, but 100 percent, um, you know, agave like silver. Yeah. This is what your brother, the, <gasps> um, told us about the inye um Oh, Ben did. Yeah. This is Ben. Is it really good? It is like the smoothest, just. Will you go? I want to see the bottle. All right, come on, Scott. Oh, he's back. Coming. I'm coming. I was like, oh my God, the whole time. We're going to play the best hold music ever for that one. Oh, good. <laughs> but we, we actually sang uh, this in sync. Here we go. Ready? Na, 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. All right, and well. We had seven tequila shots while yeah. you were out. And I think I got certified in Google Analytics, but I can't remember. <laughs> I think I think this is the closest to being at a bar. Yes. It is. That's exactly the point. Time. Scott, <laughs> this is why Billy Jack and I are doing this. Fuck yes. Cheers to that, man. Like We have brought the bar to you. <laughs> Cheers. All right. Before your computer took a shot, not because you yeah. spilled a fucking shot of tequila on it, but so Billy Jack was asking. You know, you, you're talking about your creative projects that you've got going on and the other products that are in development and things like that, which is awesome. Um, like, what are you doing sort of personally for your, your soul or, or, or how are you spending time with your family? I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm hanging out in the garage with a cigarette. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> Oh my god, that was great! Oh shit! <laughs> as as much as I can, I love my kids, and that's and Lauren, and that's like the best. That's the best part of my day. Scott, thank you again for being on LOL. I miss yes. you. I love you. It's been such a pleasure having you, Billy Jack, and I cannot wait when the borders open to get our asses to Brooklyn and take Metal Shop Fantasy Camp, and we're just gonna we're gonna do a live podcast there. I think it's yeah. Come come make a cube. Got a story for us? Hit us up at info at lightoffloungetwenty20.com.